Canto Three, Chapter Fourteen. The impregnation of Diti in the evening. Sri Shuka said. After hearing from Sage Maitreya, the description of the story about the supreme personality, who, for the sake of lifting up the world, appeared as a boar, Vidura, as a vowed devotee, requested him with folded hands for more since he did not feel completely satisfied. Vidura said, O best of the sages, I heard you say that the first among the demons, Hiranyaksha, was slain by the Lord, the object of all sacrifices. For what reason did he, in his past time of lifting the planet Earth up on his tusks, O Brahmin, have a fight with the king of the demons? Please tell this faithful person, this devotee, in detail about his appearance, O great sage, for with my so very curious mind I am not yet satisfied. Maitreya said, Dear devotee, O great hero, that what you ask me about the topics concerning the Supreme Personality constitutes for those who are destined to die the source of liberation from birth and death. The son of King Uttanapada, Dhruva, was, as a child, enlightened by Narada about these subjects and placed, when he, at his death, left to ascend for the boat of the Lord, his foot upon the head of Mrityu. Concerning this matter of the appearance of Lord Varaha, I heard from Brahma, the god of gods, a long time ago, the following story he told because of questions asked by the demigods. Ovidura, one evening, the daughter of Daksha, in distress because of sexual desire, begged her husband Kashapa, the son of Marichi, to father a child. After worshipping the original personality of all sacrifices with oblations to his tongue, which is the sacrificial fire, he sat fully absorbed in the temple room while the sun was setting. Diti said, O learned soul, Cupid has with eyes for you aimed all his arrows at me, and thus, like a mad elephant attacking a banana tree, distresses my poor self. Be good to me. It hurts me to see the children and well-being of your co-wives. Please grant also me this favor, and make yourself therewith also happy in every respect. The fame of those husbands who love their wife dearly will spread in the world, for society will thrive from the children of a good husband like yourself. Long ago, our father, the most opulent Daksha, affectionately asked each of his daughters, Whom would you like for your husband, my child? He wished his children the very best, handed, in respect of their wishes, all thirteen of them over to you, and they are now all faithful to you. Therefore, be so kind to fulfill my desire, O Lotus-Eyed One, the pleas of those who in distress approach a person of stature, O great soul, surely would not be in vain, would they? 
Ohiro. The son of Marichi then replied with pacifying words, for she, poor and talkative, was highly agitated because of the lust that took hold of her. I will answer your plea and do what you want, my tormented sweetheart, who would not grant the wishes of the one who warrants the realization of his three perfections. Living with a companion, a person completing all stages of life, is able to cross over, together with all vocations, the dangerous ocean of material existence, the way one crosses over an ocean with seaworthy vessels. With someone, who is the other half of one's body, all desires can be steered in the right direction, O respectable soul, and with entrusting responsibilities to that other person, one can lead a relatively carefree life. The senses are, for orders of life other than the householders, difficult to conquer enemies. We, taking shelter in that order, can conquer them easily, like a fort commander can with invading plunderers. We will never be able to do for you what you did for us, O queen of the house, not in all our life, nor in the next one. Neither will anyone else who appreciates your qualities. With that being said, let me forthwith take care of this sexual interest of yours to beget a child, but first wait a few seconds for me to be beyond reproach. This time is the least favorable moment for that. It is the awkward time at which the ghosts and their master are one's constant companion. At this time of the day, O chaste woman, at dusk, Shiva, the lord and well-wisher of the ghosts surrounding him, goes about as their king on the back of the bull. With the beauty of the spotless, radiating body of the demigod smeared with the dust and smoke that blew from the cremation of the dead, and with his matted hair covered by ashes, your sister's husband looks upon all with his triple vision. He regards no one in this world as his relative, nor anyone as unconnected. He considers nobody greater, nor does he despise anyone. Faithfully, we duly honor his feet and assure us of the remnants of the sacrificed food he sent back. Even though, considering his irreproachable character, as followed by the sages in their desire to put an end to the nations of the masses, there is no one who is as great, he nevertheless, for the attainment of the devotees, personally performs like an antagonist. The unfortunate ones who, with what they do, laugh at him without being aware of his purpose that one should concern oneself with one's own soul, cherish with luxuries as clothing, garlands and ointments their body as if it would be their true self, the body that ultimately serves as food for the dogs. Brahma, as also the other gods, hold on to the ritual code of conduct of him who stands for the principle of the material energy of Maya. Oh, the unruly actions of this great character are nothing but a diversion. Maitreya said, In spite of with this being informed by her husband, she, with her senses pressured by Cupid, 
grabbed the great Brahmin sage by his clothes like she was a shameless public woman. Understanding his wife's obstinacy about the forbidden act, he bowed to his fate and slept with her. Thereafter he took a bath and, with prayer, with the Gayatri controlling his breath and voice, meditated on the light of eternity with the help of the pure spirit of the Absolute. O son of Bharata, Diti, ashamed of the faulty act, approached the learned sage with her face turned downwards and spoke to him. Titi said, Let this pregnancy of mine, O Brahmin, O noblest of all, not be ended by Rudra, the master of the living beings against whom I have committed an offence. My obeisances to Rudra, the ferocious great demigod who fulfills all desires, the all-auspicious and forgiving one who immediately angrily chastises. May he, that great and merciful supreme personality, my brother-in-law married to Sati, be pleased with us, he who is a god to all women, for whom even the lowest have sympathy. Maitreya said, This father of mankind thereupon addressed his wife, who trembled out of fear because of having avoided the rules and regulations of the evening, and who wished the welfare of her children in the world. Kashapa said, Because of your polluted mind, because of your defiling the holiness of the moment, and also because you were too negligent about my directions, you were insufficiently attentive towards the gods as well. O unlucky one, from your condemned womb, two mischievous sons will take birth, and they, O passionate one, will cause constant lamentation among the rulers of the three worlds. They will kill poor and innocent living entities, torment women and enrage the great souls. When that happens, the Supreme Personality and Lord of the Universe who desires the welfare of the common people will descend in person and kill them both in great anger as if he were the mountain smasher with the thunderbolt himself, Indra. Diti said, It is a great honor to be killed on the spot by the discus in the hand of the fortunate one. I am only praying that my sons may never find their end as a consequence of the rage of the Brahmins or my husband. A person by a Brahmin being chastised with a curse and someone who creates fear among other living beings do not carry the approval of those living in hell nor of any of the other life-forms an offender might take birth among. Kashyapa said, Because you immediately proved to be sorry with a proper confession, have a great adoration for the Supreme Personality, for Lord Shiva, and respect me as well, one of the four sons, Pralada, born from your son Hiranyakashipu, will carry the approval of the devotees. His transcendental glory will be recognized as being equal to the glory of the Supreme Lord. The way gold of an inferior quality is rectified, saintly persons who seek purification and striving for freedom from animosity and such 
will follow in the footsteps of this disposition and character. He, the Supreme Personality, by whose grace the universe finds its happiness, will, as the witnessing self, be very pleased with someone of such a rock-solid belief. He will certainly be the topmost devotee, the greatest soul, with the greatest influence, well matured by his devotional service. With a heart filled with ecstatic love, he will no doubt reach Vaikuntha when he leaves this material world. He will be a virtuous and qualified reservoir of all good qualities. He will rejoice in the happiness of others and be distressed when others are unhappy. He will have no enemies and put an end to all lamentation in the world, the way one has a pleasant moon after a hot summer sun. Your grandson will, within himself and outside himself, behold the spotless form of the Lord with the lotus eyes who assumes any form his devotee desires and who, with a face decorated with brilliant earrings, is the eminence of the beautiful goddess of fortune. Maitreya said, Hearing that her grandson would be a great devotee, Diti was delighted and found peace of mind, knowing that Krishna would kill her two sons. Radha Green
Say, Bob, we love you, Shagore. 